1: Good morning to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS this morning. We are talking lawns and gardens. Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Anthony, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, boy. Good to be here on this nice warm morning.
1: Yeah, we feel like we're <laughs> in Mississippi.
2: I know, right? <laughs> the humidity is kicking up, so I'm welcome oh, home boy. for the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you don't have to go home anymore. Do you? Yeah, I do not. Just I step do. outside. I'm there.
2: Steaming, <laughs> yeah, steaming.
1: Oh wow, it has been uh, a tad on the warm side, but uh, it's going to be a great Fourth
2: of July. Really will. Yeah. Afternoons have been really yeah, nice, have, though. It's been mild. I've been sitting out pretty much every afternoon. So uh, really we needed good. the rain too. Oh, man. It,
1: I don't know how, how whether it was far spread or just. A few places
2: well I've been fortunate at my house i've gotten plenty of rain. the grass is uh I need a bush hog uh, <laughs> so I've been noticing the grass had been staying
1: green, but uh, I guess a week or so ago, I was looking at the yard and the Cracks. It cracks in the ground. Yeah,
2: exactly. I had some of those too, but it's
1: that's a bad sign.
2: It is a bad sign. So <laughs> hopefully uh we can keep it going and spread out a little bit. I think it's uh, in the forecast for late next for next week. Mm-hmm. So after the yeah. fourth, we're going to get it back. So it's stopped for a little while. So we can get Let out get the grills and things fireworks going and yeah. Fireworks, Yeah. So we can uh, have celebrate
1: a independence of our country. That's right. Absolutely. Don't forget the Uh, Fireworks display is going to be all over town this year. Different approach, and this is to help people to do some social distancing. (laughs) Uh, Stay far away, you know, six feet at least away from each other. And uh, families can gather uh, all around, and the fireworks will be set off next to fire station number one on the Medical Center Parkway. But the difference is going to be that these are high-altitude fireworks, so you can see them from uh, a lot of places. Now, if you live 10 miles away, uh, you might want to try to get a little closer than that.
2: Uh, if I can't see them from Smarter huh? No, probably not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, if you you know get relatively close in a wide area, you can see what's going on. Now, there's no PA system. No matter how close you are to the fireworks, there is no PA system. So if you don't turn your radio on, First of all, you won't hear all the exciting uh, information that's going on uh, right before the show. The pregame or pre-fireworks starts at 7 o'clock and the fireworks are at 9. A lot of special guests and a lot of information about the city of Murfreesboro that you need to know about. The mayor's going to be on the air and lots of folks. And then the fireworks will be set to music. And you'll only hear the music... If you have your radio on, <laughs> and that, of course, is
2: tuned to WGNS. We're good. That's how like an old uh, uh, drive-in movie. Yeah, that's, to that's right. <laughs> Those were fun I days movies, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Boy, that, <laughs> so uh, re- relive your childhood days <laughs> this that's Saturday, right. uh, and then so find a good place to park. And uh, so I think it was the mayor who said, you know, why don't you tailgate or you know bring a picnic and just have a. Family get-together.
2: That sounds good. You can actually have your, if you're close enough in town, sit in your own yeah. yard and uh, have oh, your yeah. grill going. And Wouldn't forward. that be
1: neat? Yeah. Have a, a hamburger and a hot dog and maybe some homemade ice cream. You could churn your own homemade oh. ice
2: cream. Oh, that sounds great. Some
1: cherry pie cobblers. Yeah. And uh, maybe top it
2: off with a watermelon. Well, I've been trying to lose weight, man. You're talking about all this good food. I'm (laughs) I'm not going to do it once a year. (laughs) Once once a year will be all right. (laughs) But it gets so addictive, you can't stop once a year. That's (laughs) right. Well, tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow
1: is the farmer's market. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, Bart, um, our farmer's market is uh, in full swing. Um, People can come out on um, tomorrow as well as Tuesday to purchase their Fresh vegetables, uh, plants, honey, meats, and things of that nature. Uh, and it should be perfect timing. Get ready for some fresh uh, fruits and vegetables and things for your 4th of July celebration. So they come on out. We're there from uh, 7 till 12. So, and it's been going great. Uh I do want to remind folks masks are required at the farmers market. So we're encouraging social distance and things like that. So. Come out and pick up the vegetables and honey. Uh, one other thing, we we started. Uh, Bart, remember, we talked about earlier. We started fishing on Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going and, fishing. And we can go fishing as well. Go catch some right. fresh fish for uh, Saturday. But we also extended that. Uh, started actually yesterday. Our signs are, uh, are not up yet, but from uh, dawn to dusk, uh, Monday through uh, Monday through uh, Saturday now. So it's open every day except for Sunday. People can come out and fish from uh, dawn to dusk.
1: Now, if you're looking for something to really bond with your children, uh, moms and dads both bring your children over there and go fishing with them.
2: Go fishing with them. Um, so we got a, we had some signs printed, but it was kind of printed uh a, a dusk to dawn. So. Instead of dawn to dusk, I mean, for fishing at nights. We had to get those redone, but we're but they can't come out and fish um, from dawn to dusk. So we'll be in good shape. So circle that uh, on your calendar,
1: uh, and and go out today. Yeah. Dawn to so we're in the dawn part. Yeah, <laughs> just haven't gotten to the dusk yeah. yet.
2: And also uh, all twr twra. Um, uh, requirements are in effect, so you need fishing licenses and things of that nature. And they can find the rules at our website at rutherford.tennessee.edu and there's a tab, say Fishing. So with all the rules and things right there in front of them, so they can kind of look that up and uh, be ready for, to move forward.
1: Sounds yeah. like a winner to me, I tell you. Dawn to dusk. And what days are those? Good? That's
2: uh, Monday through Saturday. Every day except for oh, Sunday. every
1: day but Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a good opportunity. I have to tell you this, because it has helped me so much. Looking at the uh, plots of grass, a lot of folks are, you know, thinking about, well, I want to change to this or that. And you're not sure what it looks like. Well, you can tell by looking at the plots of grass right in front of the Lane Agri-Park. And when you check that out, it uh, it lets you know what the grass looks like this time of the year.
2: Yeah, but we have... a. Uh I don't know, 20-something different tall fescue varieties of of turf grass out as well as um, I think five or six different warm season grasses so people can can come out and look at those and uh, kind of get a gauge on establishing their lawn. I do want to caution, we're not in a time frame now. We want to establish a tall fescue lawn, so we want to wait till the fall. To uh, really do that, but warm season grasses uh Bermuuda's and some of those we can kind of go ahead and we know we're getting kind of late for those, but you can go in and get some of those established uh still if you just have a uh, an urge to get a, a a good lawn established It had to be a warm season this time of year, but for the cool season, we want to wait till the fall, but uh they can maintain those we we have different we can talk to them about uh different maintenance levels of those turf grasses. For a low, medium, and a high based on fertilization rates, and typically we're again, if you have a tall fescue lawn and with the humidities increasing like it is now, going to avoid uh, putting out any fertilizer. Because by putting out fertilizer now, you're going to really uh, help promote a disease called brown patch, mm-hmm. and we want to avoid that. And I know people see some brown spots in their yards, and they really like to go out and fertilize it. Uh, and typically with the brown patch disease, they're going to make it worse. So you avoid uh, doing that. If you think you have a disease problem, which which is very common in Bermuda. This, excuse me, in tall fescue this time of year. So, I would avoid uh, any kind of fertilization of uh, tall fescue lawn. But for us warm season grasses, um, you should be putting on uh, preferably all of them are based on soil test recommendation. If you haven't had one, I would uh, put a complete fertilizer on that, which basically is nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. But really have. Uh, Try to put on about a pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet. So you really want to go ahead and try to uh, really uh, boost those uh, warm season grasses up. And with the rain we've had, uh, they're going to be cutting uh, <laughs> quite quite often as well. But it also will help uh, eliminate some of the weeds you have, kind of crabgrass, uh, Dallas grass, goosegrass, and we have seen uh, quite a bit of sedge as well, as far as in a lot of our turf right now. So. We control. You can go out and uh, control those weeds in cool season or warm season grasses. Uh, typically, some good products to use is something that has 2,4-D, MCPP, dicamba, and uh, also carfentrazone or something like that in it. But uh, those three and four weight products will give a uh, really good control on a lot of those uh, broadleaf weeds, or and also some of uh, those crab grasses and some other things of that. So. You so we've got to look at a lot of those controls.
1: Now, one other thing that you have that is really enjoyable to look at is the uh, different types of gardens that are available. <laughs> the the uh, butterfly and uh, items that will attract hummingbirds and uh, water gardens. Uh, th- tell us a little about some of those.
2: Uh, yeah, we have quite a few. One of the newest ones we have out is a um, wildflower um, uh, demonstration and we have tons of people coming out looking at those wildflowers and they were cutting up they were pretty much cutting a lot of our flowers down so we had to put some signs up to not cut flowers <laughs> but uh they are as a wildflower demonstration and those are great for areas people just want to just kind of have flowers and beautiful colors and they and involved for more in those areas as well so we'll turn into a little nature area we also have a perennial uh demonstration out that shows a lot of different perennial plants and perennials are probably some of my favorite plants just because once you plant them, they will grow, flower, kind of die back in the winter and come back next year. You won't have to replant them versus in the annual, you have to replant them. Uh, vegetable garden, we have uh, some raised bed vegetable garden uh, demonstrations on site. And they're showing folks how they can actually grow Vegetables in a small area and different types of uh, raised beds. And I think it's like six different types of raised bed gardens we have there to show those demonstrations. But uh, also a butterfly garden as well as a herb garden. Uh, so some of those, can uh, people can come out and get some ideas on some of those plants. And I think all those plants are pretty much labeled, so they can kind of know what is what is what for is the uh, type of plant we have out. But we also have different publications on our website. They can uh, go to our website and to hit publication and type in uh, vegetable garden, um, excuse me, herb garden, butterfly garden, and they can get a list of different types of plants to uh, to do whatever they needed to do, whether it's track butterflies, whether it's track, uh, if you're growing an herb garden, some things of like that. I know this year I've taken out one of my beds on the side of my house and i planted all herbs, so perennial herbs, so I'll have to go back in and replant them next year. So I want some herbs, I just go out and cut them, cook them, and they continue to grow all season. So One of
1: the things that uh, is always enjoyable this time of the year is, uh, I say enjoyable, it's important any time, but right now it's a little more enjoyable than the dead of winter, and that is uh, checking your soil, having a test Mm -hmm. of your soil.
2: Soil sampling is uh, always a a great idea. Uh, Soil sampling will give you a... Precise uh, measurement on what you need to put into your soil. If you're growing a vegetable garden, uh, even turf, trees, shrubs, whatever, all those plants need nutrients, and, and, uh, and, the plants and those nutrients uh, do get complete, depleted from the soil because they are t- uh, uptaking them. So, a soil sample will give you the pH. Uh, Which is extremely important, but just because even some of those nutrients, especially those micronutrients, may be present, but if the pH is all, then the plant won't have opportunity to take those nutrients up. So you get, but you also let you know what level of of phosphorus, potassium that you have in your soil, and also give you a nitrate recommendation based on that particular crop. Uh, So you give you an excellent opportunity. And then typically people go out and buy a fertilizer and put it down. It, it doesn't really work for a very short time and things are like that. Or what happens if your pH is off, that uh, f- fertilization you put in down will not uh, give the plant the response that it needed. So you really need to know what the pH is and what's needed. Uh, and people have, I know people say, I got this certain type of weed in my yard, and they go out and buy, buy lime and put lime down. And a lot of our soils really don't need a lot of lime in most situations just because of all the limestone we have. So people need to get a good soil sample to determine what they need to put down. And, and basically when I talk a soil sample, you know we have people sometimes just bravely go out in their yard and dig one spot and bring in uh, a little small portion of their soil and, and want a sample, but a true sample is basically a representation of your entire uh, garden area, whether it's a garden site, lawn, uh, tree, orchard, or whatever. So you want to go around at least 10, 20 spots and, and go down about 6 to 8 inches to get about a teaspoon, tablespoon, and mix all that together, and that'll be a good representative sample of that particular site you want to sample, uh, and, and then you are kind of... Bring it to us. We need about a paint of soil and we'll send it to our lab and get it uh, analyzed and you get results back. Typically, uh, I said bring it to our office, but we're actually asking people to mail them to our lab. And we have uh, instructions in our office to tell people how to do that and where to mail them just because kind of doing social distancing as well as trying to limit the uh, hand exchanging of uh, different things of that. So Mm -hmm. they're welcome to come by or call us and we can kind of navigate them through that process.
1: Okay, so uh, is there a, a box or something that they pick up to, to put those in?
2: Yeah, we have the boxes, we have the forms, and also the instructions on how and where to mail those samples. And they are processing them and, and emailing them to them. They ask for your email address so you can get those by email or mail. Email is a lot faster results than mail, obviously. So you can hopefully you can do both of those. And then also, we can look it up in the system. Uh, if you have questions about those, we can look them up and kind of go over them if you have questions about how to read those soil sample reports. But it does give, if you're doing a lawn one, it gives you a recommendation for, for low, medium, and high maintenance on your lawn, whether it's cool season or warm season. Um, and for if it's a vegetable crop, it talk about how much um, you're growing corn, how much the side dress your corn crop with, and things of that nature. So it gives you a good detailed report.
1: Okay, so that's uh, all in the soil samples, and, and that'll give you a, a, a lot of information. Yeah. And if you follow the instructions that they give you, your yard will look good.
2: it do great. And also I want to kind of remind folks, typically most uh, homeowners don't need a soil sample for anywhere, maybe three to five years, unless like they're suspecting a major issue. Typically, I'm going to call Recommend something like a blueberry crop or blueberry patch you may want to do uh, annual uh, soil testing. But if you had one in three to five years and you haven't had any major changes to your soil by like bringing soil in or having soil removed, and you didn't have a, so I wouldn't we don't recommend so three to five years typically so $15 in three to five years, very good investment oh, on, yeah. your, on your recommendation. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: <laughs> we have a text here from a listener who says that they just moved into a home. And the people who lived there before, somewhere along the line, had had a grape arbor. There was an arbor, and now the grape vines that they thought were dead are not dead. (laughs) What (laughs) do they need to do to encourage those grapes to grow?
2: Uh, Well, the good thing about grapes, they actually grow and are produced with very little maintenance. So basically, if she can just, uh, I'm assuming she, she, he or she can just keep those up uh, off the ground and kind of it all, but they should grow and produce mm-hmm. without no fertilization, print, no maintenance. The only thing she may want to do is is uh, get an insecticide if she has some. That's only if she has some Japanese beetles. Okay. Because <laughs> Japanese beetles do like grapevines. Uh, mm. I guess the foliage of grapes. just has vines, but. They will go ahead and feed on them a lot, so she may want to put out some seven or some only if she have them. Okay, if she don't have those, then I really would to worry about putting now, out any kind of maintenance on on those.
1: You have some pretty large uh, grape orchard over at the ag center, don't you?
2: We do have a, a acre orchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orchard. Vineyard. vineyard okay. <laughs> we have an orchard, too, but <laughs> we're talking about grapes. <laughs> I I've used, I've got the
1: wrong word there.
2: I, well, I get tongue-tied, and you, you see one something, talk about something else. But, yeah, we do have a, a an acre vineyard on site, and those of uh, the vines are growing great. Uh, I hadn't really went up close to see if they start producing them And typically, uh, Rachel and the master gardeners do a grape harvest in mm-hmm. the fall, so we're going to be kind of... Um, looking at that still, but by being on a, in the venue, you can easily outside, you can easily uh, social distance on that, so we had to get with her and see exactly what, when she comes back, we had to talk more about you know, how is that going to happen, if it's going to happen, and things of like that, so, but we do have them out and we do do educational program on pruning, uh, maintenance, uh, growing, and harvesting, all of those, but she should, the person who texts in about the grape, they should low maintenance, easy to grow, so you should not have any Just Kind of just sit back and just wait on them.
1: All righty. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Anthony Tuggle.
3: Yes. Uh, I would like to ask a question about thistle. Okay. Is there a certain type of poison that you can get that will kill thistles and not kill the grass around thistles? What about that? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess by getting into the root, which I don't want to do with a foot and a spade. But if there is something that I can get to take care of the thistles and not kill my grass.
2: All right. I'm going to a question Is a thistle in your yard or in a pasture or what?
3: It's uh, because of a, actually, a subdivision that was built across from my house, that subdivision used to be a hill. Now there are about 300 houses there. And I think because the ground was disturbed, during the time that the Cecils were seeding, they uh, migrated to my property. Well, I, all I want to do is kill the Thessals without having to dig the roots out of the ground. Is there a uh, some kind of I'll call it a side uh, that will kill the thistles only and uh, not kill my grass? And I'll hang up. Oh, hold, let me th-
2: ask you, hold on for a second. Are the thistles in a pasture area or a lawn area? I know you kind of said they put houses around it, but what, what area are you are uh, uh, concentrating They're,
3: on? They are in my lawn, plus or minus two acres of beautiful yard. But at the same time, I can't control the thistles. So should I spray the entire plus or minus two acres and expect only thistles to be killed? Or should I individually spray each thistle or dig it
2: up by the roots? All right. Yeah, you can uh, basically a product, that any, pretty much any uh, herbicide that contains 2,4D and dicamba will give you a uh, excellent control with the uh, thistle. And uh, you can just broadcast spray those throughout your um, pasture and yard without uh, afraid of any um, damage. I don't think I would caution you about, especially in your, uh, is basically it's when you read that label on that product, it's going to talk about. I think over 90 degrees, so timing of the year on spraying those, because you can't get some little burn back on some of those herbicides like that when it's really hot and humidity is up like that. So something that contain 2,4-D and dicamba will give you a good control over that, over thistle.
3: Okay. Will this also be considered with a, uh, I have a hand crank uh, fertilizer spreader, can I also hand crank a fertilizer spreader go over my entire property and kill thistles only?
2: <laughs> For this, a granular type product, um, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to kill. I will probably rec- more recommend instead of a, a hand crank to use a, um, a, a, a concentrated product that you actually have to spray versus using one that you have to uh, grain your type product?
3: Well, all I'm wanting to do is kill thistles and not wanting to kill my grass. So, uh, what would you do if you were me?
2: If I was you, I would uh, go buy a concentrated product uh, that has 2,4-D and dicamba in it and pretty much go out and uh, mix it. And, uh, I don't know if you have a uh, some type of you going two acre for your yard a backpack spray or something like that would work uh two acres uh probably use or um, sp- i mean if you had a it would be great or either you call one of the farm uh, supply stores over two acres and have them to actually spray your field the two acre part because it'd be kind of more it'd be a little bit more difficult to uh, to um uh, spray it with a backpack sprayer to really get a good coverage over it so I would probably go get a 2,4-D product you know, or either call a farm supply store or co-op or something like that to basically come out to spray the two acres and use a backpack sprayer on my yard. Oh, the so thing about 2,4-D uh, is one of the uh, uh, cheapest herbicides that you can actually purchase. So it's very economical to uh, get that, um, to purchase it and, and have it put out.
3: Well, that 2,4-D uh kill my grass. No, sir. And it will only kill thistles?
2: It will kill thistles and some other broadleaf weeds. Uh if your pasture area have clover in it, uh it will uh affect the clover?
3: So oh I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't kill my clover. I, I, I love the clover. It looks like a carpet when I get off of my lawnmower. And it always comes back, which I am glad to say that it comes back. But my lawnmower does not take care of the thistle.
1: I tell you, we have a a text here from a listener who says if you take a spade and just pop the thistle out of the ground just at the surface uh, of the dirt, it will die and you don't have to use any chemicals at all
3: okay wow that <laughs> whoo, it sounds like I don't have to work as much as I thought it did Thank you so just much. pop but it out right there soon, soon to be 69 year old man that don't want to work too much <laughs> I don't blame you <laughs> not on days
1: like this when it's 300 degrees
3: <laughs> well I, I, I love the heat but when I see the heat I know my thistles are also getting nourished so uh, I I, I am glad for you, Mr. Anthony, and you just made my day. Today, <laughs> when you go to sleep, you know you helped somebody that was in dire need of thistle fiscal repair. <laughs> fiscal right repair. There. The fiscal right. repairman,
1: Anthony.
2: Yes, sir. Anthony.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. You have a wonderful day. Thank
1: You, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Our number is 615-893-1450. Did you get that? 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Much more to come. I tell you, we're having a party up here. And you are invited to be a part of it. Yeah. Stay in with us.
0: When the weather's at its worst, we're at our best. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11.
3: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demus's Restaurant. We're excited to announce that our dining rooms are back up and running. We may not be at full capacity and we may not have all of your favorite menu items or the favorite touches that you're used to having. But at the same time, we are excited to be able to serve you. We have brought our servers back. We have retrained them. Our cooks are excited to put the steaks on plates that you can cut with a real knife as opposed to plasticware from your home. And I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas' Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals Here at
1: Animal City, we have an excellent variety of pond supplies And the expertise to help you get your garden pond looking beautiful Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro As we approach our 30th anniversary Our family at Animal City wants to thank you for your support And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
0: We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. A-M. A-M. F-M. FM. Online. Good morning. Still tons of radar out here. You're going to see more and more of that over the next couple of days. It's still moving right now, leaving Rutherford County on 24 West, up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Hey, when it comes to having fun on the Akoi River, Adventures Unlimited is waiting on you. Book online today, adventuresunlimited.net. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time trapping.
1: Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this
3: afternoon with a high into the upper 80s. Northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, partly cloudy skies and a low near 68. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGN. Has. Currently, it's 73. COVID-19 has
2: changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. During these uncertain times, it's good to have a friend to walk with you and help with financial
3: guidance. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you with free text banking, bill paying, mobile deposits, and more. I'm Shelley Rigsby,
2: manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, member FDIC.
0: All that's news with Matlane Lane, weekday afternoon. WGNS, your
3: good neighbor station. Rutherford
0: County's place to talk.
1: That was not one of her biggest hits, but uh, she was always a hit with the young guys. In the 60s, we're talking about Annette Funicello, one of the uh, Disney group there. Our phone number, if you want to join us, 615-893-1450. Maybe you have a lawn or garden question. Anthony Tuggle is here to answer those lawn and garden questions. uh, He even has been practicing on... Singing a Annette Funicello song for <laughs> Anthony is so young. You've probably have you ever heard of Annette Funicello?
2: I have not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, there, there's
1: that's what young does. 1450. Our good neighbor of the day today is Denise Perkins. Denise goes the extra mile during this pandemic and helping the special needs children. At Kaysen Lane Academy, Denise Perkins, special lady. And she's going to receive flowers from our friends over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Get with Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street in Brighton. The day of somebody uh, that you know, send them flowers or coffee or just one of the gifts at Ryan's. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. If you have a question dealing with uh, lawns and gardens and things of that sort, give us a shout, 615-893-1450. And a person's writing that they are having uh, an issue with their tomatoes. (laughs) The tomatoes are sort of uh, dark color on the bottom. And they're concerned that uh, this could be a disease of some sort. What should they do? Uh,
2: that sounds like blossom in rot, yeah. and it's fairly common in tomatoes. It's not really a disease, it's a, a nutritional issue. Uh, typically, uh, calcium uh, is caused by that, and there uh, may not be enough calcium in the soil. This is dry, which shouldn't be dry without a pinnacle well, part of the county you in. We see it shows up a lot when it's dry plant will be able to uptake calcium, but you can go buy a, a, a calcium supplement mm-hmm. uh, to spray on the plants and tomatoes as they, uh, as the plant is growing and as the pl- tomatoes are developing. Uh, one common one is called Stop Rot, um, but it's basically a, just a calcium supplement that you can add to the plant and tomatoes and to uh, avoid that problem. But, but it won't help the ones that already are start to uh, turn black, but it will help the other ones out. So.
1: The biggest solution for that is to go to the farmers market <laughs> and buy your tomatoes. Yeah.
2: But uh, also, what, what kind of remind bar is that um, so We talked a little bit earlier about soil testing, and uh, so they do they soil testing and let them know what levels of their pH is in, because their pH can be all why the plant won't be able to uptake that calcium. But in the meantime, as you mentioned, the farmers market is open to get some tomatoes. But Soil testing, and also uh, for the quick fix, would be a calcium supplement uh, called Stop Rot. Stop
1: Rot. Okay. So you just just spray that on. Spray it it on
2: the plant and the tomato. Just follow instructions, and basically, you are giving that plant uh, the calcium that it needed to uh, keep those uh, tomato plants from developing a blossoming rot. Okay. If you
1: have a question dealing with any of the plants, tomatoes, anything like that, give us a shout. 615-893-1450 and the listener says uh, will the master gardeners be at the farmers market tomorrow
2: they are not uh, we're we're the master gardeners are uh, social distancing in order to kind of really <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> yeah, in order to, try to keep the market open and free So the master gardeners are, are, are Still not back. Hopefully, we can get them back and hope things can turn around and we can have them back at the market in August maybe. But right now, for the month of July, we know that they're not going to be back. So hopefully. uh, but
1: Now, you've done something uh, at the farmer's market to make it safer for everybody. Social distancing is really very important. And uh, you've sort of spread everybody out, haven't you?
2: Yeah, we've got people uh, spread out. There's no uh, vendors that are... uh, in every booth space now we have both sides of the market to open so kind of keep our vendors uh, really spread out at the market uh, and so you can go in and go to both sides to kind of see all our vendors spread out and also we're requiring uh, face masks of the vendors as well as the uh, customers uh, we're checking all the vendors temperatures uh, each, each, each market day uh, obviously Washing hands, uh, sanitizing all that c- good things that they are. All our doors are propped open, so no one have opportunity to kind of open their own door. So we kind of eliminate people from touching a lot of the same thing. Uh, I know we have vendors, especially when people like to touch their own tomatoes before they're buying them and things of that nature. I know we have vendors; they actually giving out gloves for people to put on. Just so they can kind of feel the firmness of their tomato before they purchase and things like that. So there's a lot of things we are we are trying to do to keep people uh, safe and uh, COVID free. Um, as we know, the numbers in Rutherford County are, are going up. <laughs> it's unfortunately, going the wrong direction. So yeah. we are uh, really encouraging people to, uh, if you're sick or don't feel well. Um, Unfortunately, I hate to say it sound kind of bad, but stay home <laughs> and uh, send someone else to the market or something and things of that nature. But we really, uh, but if you, if you feel fine and healthy, come on to the market and, uh, again, wear your mask. They are required. We have signs posted everywhere about wearing masks. Uh, none of us likes it, like the mask. Uh, I don't like it, but we I wear it all the time. But we have to kind of look out for everyone, so. Kind of keep that in mind.
1: One of the things that uh, is always enjoyable this time of the year at the farmer's market, uh, the cheese and uh, the uh, farm fresh. I I guess it's farm fresh isn't the right word, the local honey, uh, because we certainly we still have uh, allergies out there. In fact, uh, I'm not sure we have any fewer allergies. (laughs) Uh, So the the farm fresh. Local honey is important. How are how are the uh, bees doing? Have they started coming back? Or you know,
2: I really haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of um, beekeepers this year. I well, I did talk to one. Well, I think I talked to one a few weeks ago, and he was going out to uh, collect a swarm. So they, I know there was one swarm that was out loose somewhere, but I think they are. Uh, they, they are coming back a little bit, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I really had a chance to visit our beekeeper. We hadn't been meeting with them <laughs> because of this COVID stuff, so hadn't been in a lot of contact. Had heard, have heard any bad news about them anyway. Okay, so in fact, I,
1: I just checked that and it said the bees are back. Uh, they're making a comeback after a period of endangerment caused by a deadly combination of varroa mites mm-hmm. and. I mean, Why do they not use regular words? (laughs) And neon or neonicotinoid pesticides. What is that?
2: I Beats me. Basically a type of... No, it's a uh,
1: pesticide of some kind.
2: And and varroa mites. It's an insecticide. Uh, I mean, we we talk about... uh, Pesticides really is talk about insecticide, herbicide. Uh, fungicide, all of them consider pesticide, but uh, it mostly going to be an insecticide. People spraying an insecticide that actually can kill bees and things of that nature. So it'll be an insecticide type product.
1: And for people who are wondering why do we make th- such a big deal of bees, one third of our global food supply is pollinated by bees. Simply put, bees keep plants and crops alive. Without bees, humans wouldn't have very much to eat. And we do like to do that.
2: We do like to do that.
1: (laughs) So uh, and I've been encouraged also that I've noticed a lot of the neighbors uh, all around me are getting uh, beehives, or at least they have the boxes. I'm assuming they're getting beehives to go in them. (laughs) But I've I've noticed uh, several neighbors having uh, not just one or two, but a whole stacks, several stacks of them. So, I, I'm not sure. I don't guess the B group is meeting yet, but they normally meet on the first
2: Monday, Monday of the month,
1: which is coming up this Monday. I, probably, can how do they find out?
2: Well, they are not. We are not. <laughs> we You're are not, not meeting. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, I can. You, they won't meet this month or next okay. month, most likely. Um, okay. Because your
1: place is locked up. <laughs> yeah,
2: we are uh, still working remotely, uh, but we are. Um, Still taking calls and answering emails, and um, uh, we were starting back a few vi- home visits, uh, but um, with the increase in COVID, we may have to uh, kind of cut back on that. But we are doing a lot of diagnostics by digital, and we mm-hmm. was doing some of that before, but we we're really doing a lot of it digitally now. And, uh, we have folks sending us a lot of pictures. Uh, we have folks to uh, Zoom. They go out of there. They on their they on their phones or uh, tablet, whatever, and I'm on the computer, and they're just walking us around the yard, showing us stuff, looking at stuff. So, so
1: did, is that working pretty well? Oh, it for
2: works you? great. I'm, 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 I'm crazy about it. We're gonna continue this even when this is over because it's so much time I can. In fifteen minutes or so, I can visit two or three homes versus driving <laughs> across town. <laughs> and, well, and you to. can
1: see so many more, and they're more quickly too.
2: Exactly. So it's very efficient. So well, yeah, it's great. It's working out great.
1: Now, is that something that people can call the egg sitter and set up a tie? How do you do it?
2: They typically they are called uh, and get one of us, or it's like they call me. I get them. I basically call them back and give them some options. We want to send pictures or either do a, a virtual uh, site visit or some things of that nature. And they typically, some like send someone may some people like obviously don't be at home when they call. And so I take some pictures. I get home and email them or I'm home we can do a virtual one now if you have time. So we just kind of do it that way.
1: Here's a text from a listener who said uh, you were talking about watermelons earlier in the show, and it made me hungry. <laughs> Is it too late to plant watermelons?
2: Well, we are kind of out of that planting time for watermelons. Uh, typically, watermelons uh, should be done in May because it takes uh, anywhere from 80 to 90 days mm-hmm. for them to grow and produce. Uh I'm probably gonna say we in July with May's kind of typical time frame. You mean if you have some seeds, I would try, but I, I would probably look for some varieties that actually grow and produce early, and probably some little smaller ones may okay. uh, do. But typically, um, I wouldn't really do a put a lot of effort in. If you have a site already prepared, I'll probably go ahead and try to put it out. But besides that, I w- I wouldn't really look at doing it since it's uh, kind of late to be planting water. So
1: if you did that, it would be September or so. Before you got it, if you're lucky.
2: If you're lucky, if, depending on where early falls come in, you hadn't got them develop if they yeah. fully. So, it, like I said, if you got the beds already and you already got the seeds. I, it won't hurt to just go ahead and put them out and try it. But, uh, but you said the small
1: ones, you can do those.
2: I'm, I'm saying you might look for some variety that oh, okay. do, uh, that are mature early, because oh, okay. typically they are 80, 90 day uh, mature to date on some of those. So you really want to make sure you uh, get them out early enough, but. If you got to go work up a bed and go buy plants and seeds whatever the case may be i wouldn't i wouldn't really work. you're gonna be pushing yourself even further down the road on some of those
1: okay uh what about planting different bushes and trees is this an okay time for that
2: the con- the containerized plants uh it's always gonna be a good idea to go ahead and put some of those out uh and i and speaking of that I know we, what I did mention earlier is no one of the problems we've had, seen a lot of is some issue with boxwood and some of the other plants and things of that nature. And one of the recommendations I've been, Kevin, Fulton is we we'll go ahead and pull those out because they are so bad of shape and go ahead and put in put in something else. Look at some different plants.
1: I, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that you got boxwood, sorry. <laughs>
1: my wife said that the other day. She said, this thing is so out of shape <laughs> and has gotten so big. And I said, well, let's just cut it off at the top. And she said, but there's no green in the middle, and there's only so much cutting you can do.
2: So you didn't want me to say the answer. Cause I'm, 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 I'm creating some work for you then. <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah. You go ahead and pop pull those plants out oh, and no. go, come to the farmer's market or visit some of the local nurseries and put out put in some. Uh, some there are a lot of a lot of those old plants that have grown up like that, Bart. That we people have at home, and it's going to be difficult for way anyway to buy a plant that kind of the same size and look the same. Uh, so. Pull some of those out and put in some newer varieties. They are a lot more hardier, uh, insect and disease resistant. Uh, one of my favorite plants that, that I, I, I really like, I see more and more of, are uh, the dwarf crape myrtles. They don't get no more than uh, two feet, two feet wide, so it's more of a shrub type crape myrtle versus the big tree ones we have. And they flower all summer. No pruning to embark. So, you can put some of those I like out. That. No pruning. You, you can put those out. <laughs> you won't have to prune man, for a long, long, long time. They grow very little, but they flower prolific all summer. So, it looks great.
1: We're going to pause for a moment, check on the weather. We'll be right back.
0: Radio WGNS is all about saving you money. Here, Clark Howard weekdays 11 to 1, Dave Ramsey 1 to 4, then Financial Coaching Radio at 4.
3: Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line and a great gift department for whatever kind of gift you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's grooming products. We also have our farmhouse fresh for our ladies. This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op, Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church.
1: Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers, and I just wanted to let you know that we are all service at Bell Jewelers. Whether it's jewelry or watch repair, you need a gift for your anniversary or your graduate. And if you're in a hurry or can't come in, call us. We'll bring it to you curbside. Bring it out to your car. Bell Jewelers, Northwest Broad Street across from Toots Restaurant.
3: Bell Jewelers.
1: Sure, we'd thought about downsizing and moving. What we really wanted was a new family room. So we called Ron Hall at Farrer Construction. He made that dream come true. Later, we decided to renovate the kitchen and then the bathroom. Both times, it was Ron Hall at Farrer Construction. Why don't you call Ron Hall at Farrer Construction Company? 615 893 6120, Farrer Construction Company.
3: We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high into the upper 80s, northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour, or tonight partly cloudy skies and a low near 68. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73.
2: This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits,
0: leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your
2: off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard.
0: We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Jumping around, having a fun day here. Anthony Tuggles with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Our birthday winner from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe is Bill Zyches. Bill Zyches, our birthday winner today. And the good neighbor of the day is Denise Perkins, winning flowers from Jenny Harrison in the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. We are almost at the end of the broadcast. Not quite, but almost. And before we leave, Anthony, I want to remind people again about tomorrow's big activities,
2: yeah, Bart. Uh, people can come on out to the farmers' market from seven to twelve and purchase their fresh vegetable, plants, uh, honey, meats, uh, goat cheeses, and things of that nature. And also, while you're out there, you can come out and social distance uh, and fish at the fish at the pond, catch some good fish for the oh, for yeah. Saturday, so they can.
1: Uh, you can fish Monday through Saturday. Monday through day.
2: Saturday, uh, to dome.
1: So that's uh, all right there at the pond. I should and say don't to dust. <laughs> great, great memories uh, will be created there.
2: And again, masks are required, so make sure you uh, bring to your fish? face mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are out there social distancing. Hopefully um, uh, no one is fishing close to you, so you should be able to uh, stay farther than six feet apart. So I don't think you need masks to fish. Okay. about well, to come up close beside you, so you might want to have it in your pocket.
1: So, back <laughs> off, kid! Back off. So don't want to get too personal out there.
2: That's uh, right.
1: This is all at the farmers market, and where is that located?
2: We're located at 315 John R Rice Boulevard in Murfreesboro. But if they have any questions or come in, they can go to our website by fishing in as rutherford.tennessee.edu.